1: morning fraser how you doing i'm good i was just recapping on existence to remind myself and it is just as batshit crazy as i remember (laughs)
0: it
1: is it is yep yep Uh, part of david cronenberg homework yes there we go like a good boy Uh, um
0: From, page,
1: From page, to screen, page to screen, movie cast. Uh, what's, what's the weather like where you are? Um, it, What a great start. It, it looks gr- not grey, but not sunny, but not dull and not wet. So we'll, we'll take that as a win um, yep. for my possible excursion out to the cinema after this podcast. It's a uh, bit like 50 shades of grey, a
0: bit dull, bit grey, no wetness. According,
1: yeah. According, according to... <laughs> <laughs> According to, uh, apparently, allegedly, so we don't get into trouble from lawyers, um, a woman was removed from the cinemas while watching Fifty Shades of Grey for enjoying herself too much. That's amazing.
0: I haven't enjoyed myself that much at the cinema ever. I mean, even with Star Wars uh, original trilogy, obviously not prequels. Um, I enjoyed yeah. them, I didn't, I didn't enjoy them
1: that much. No, so uh, I I came close watching the Avengers. So did she. <laughs> hey, well, probably more than close. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Um, I came close with the Avengers uh, at the scene where they all assemble uh, in New York, and the camera pans around all of them as they gear up, getting ready to fight the Shitari. Um, that was definitely a geek gasm moment. And I also came close last night uh, at the trailer for Avengers Two.
0: I was going to ask if you've seen the third trailer for that. I put it on there from page
1: but I've not managed to watch it that's yet. That's so, how I saw it. You know, I saw you. Is it? I saw, Thank yes, you. Uh, I saw your tweet and I was like, ooh, um, and it broke the internet. Um, by the looks of it, um, it looks it looks incredible. Um, so does it
0: show like? Because I know this, the first trailer was amazing. I oh, that's what made me think. You know what? I'm definitely in for this one. Um, the second trailer apparently just showed much of the same stuff, but from different angles. Yes.
1: And uh, how's the third one? Th- this compare? is good. This is more about old Troy and how he came about. Um, and uh, it's it's kind of like the you know it's it's Tony Stark's fault that this is all happening. Um, and Sam Jackson gets a bit of an appearance as well, where he's like, um, spoilers, but <laughs> he's like, yeah. all, all you have about you is your wit. Uh, so you know you have to, you have to stand up, stand tall and do something about it. Uh, I think the opening line from Ultron is um, I think uh, they, they wanted to give the world peace I'll take that from them first um, or hope or something like uh, I'm, we're supposed to give the world hope I'll take that from them first uh, and it just look, it just looks damn good. Um, and so are you gonna
0: watch it on release day? Yes, over here, I saw, or, I, saw yeah? I saw the right. first
1: one on release day. In fact, when I went to see the first one on release day, um, there was a group of guys dressed up as the Avengers. Wow. Uh, and they <laughs> and they got a, a hefty. So, boys, if you're listening, um, <clears throat> three four years later, I don't know three years. So it's was 2012, wasn't it? Um, they got a hefty round of applause. Um, when they came in, so yeah, I'll be see- not only will I be seeing it on release day, Stuart, I will be seeing it on D box.
0: Wow, and this is the one where like seats vibrate yes, and all that sort of a, stuff. Yes, this is the
1: motion seats. Um, but I, I don't, I don't remember if we covered it last time. But they are now doing 4D cinema, where rain will drop down on you and wind will blow on you, and they have smells released from behind the screen. I think wow. that's a step too far.
0: I think so. I mean, you could you imagine if they did that for Fifty Shades? <laughs> oh, that is that is, that is <laughs> that repugnant. Doesn't bear thinking about, it, does it? No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's a step too far because for me, watching, it, I mean, even 3D is a step too far for me, uh, mainly because 3D doesn't work for my vision. But it's it takes away from the. The, the screen that you're looking at because it becomes about the whole, um, uh, 3D experience. You watch like Avatar in 3D. People pretty much just spent the entire time talking about the 3D
1: experience. Yeah. Not not the, the lack of storyline or whatever. Of, um, <laughs> we must yeah. get the unobtainium. What much like the plot. Um, Although that is that is actually a real element. If, really, in case
0: you didn't know that one. Yeah, yeah. No, so that's what they call something that isn't on the periodic table. Okay, I thought, on the botanium, I just, So that's quite I real. I just thought, um, Cameron
1: made it up. It's uh, like screw it, I'll just put something in. My, Who cares? My my pro and con for this whole four D experience and whatever, and, and I and when D box came along, I joked. Oh, it won't be long before the four D thing happens. But my my, <laughs> my con my my con table go list goes. Um. 4D kind can of is much more with theme parks in America and whatnot yeah. um, and they're about 10-15 minutes tops so because your senses are overloaded completely and you can probably sustain that for about 10-15 minutes like on the Simpsons ride in America although it is a, an, an animated cartoon ride you still feel really part of it for some reason. Um, yeah. And that's just down to clever technology. Um, but I don't know if you could sustain that, say, for an Avengers film, which is about two and a half hours long. I don't. No, I, don't know. I don't think you could sustain that. However, my my pro argument for it is the cinemas are having to compete with piracy, and well, it was piracy before, but now it's Netflix and Amazon Prime and movies on demand and Sky Movies and whatnot. They're they're having to compete with people who would much rather spend six ninety nine a month and stay at home and watch it by themselves or with family and friends and partners and whatnot. Because now, more and more frequently, I'm sure it maybe happened before I came along, but what really annoys me in the cinema now is just people talking all the way through yeah. and people being really loud and people being on their phones. And one time, I went to see The Delivery Man with Vince Vaughn. Um, wow. And why would be my question, but uh, no, that's, it, that's just. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Vince Vaughn fan. I have no shame yeah. in that. I'm off to see Unfinished Business when it comes out, hopefully on Friday. Oh, so, yeah. um, <laughs> and, and, and and then a, a fairly unknown Chris Pratt played his best friend in it. Wow. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And now Chris Pratt is Star Lord and possibly Indiana Jones if, if the rumors are true. Um. Yeah. However. Um. So we went and it was a I think it was a Friday night or something and me and my girlfriend at the time we could only get, this is before allocated seating so we could only get seats near the back and there was a, a, a half back row of teenagers who insisted on taking photos of themselves during the film, talking, being loud on the phone, chucking popcorn at one another, and just generally being pained in the ass. Uh, and my girlfriend at the time had enough and she's like I'm going to go complain so she went and complained. The, the usher came up, gave them their final warning, and then they just started all over again.
0: Wow! Did they get chucked
1: out? No, though? no, they didn't. Wow! See, that's
0: the problem, isn't
1: it? So that that can that can ruin a, a cinema experience for you. Uh, well,
0: that for for me that is purely why I don't go to cinema. If somebody, you know, I, I could whittle on about, oh, the tickets are a bit expensive and it takes time to get to the cinema and stuff. But purely, it is down to cinema audiences why I don't go to cinema. Last year, I watched other than two two British film screenings, which I won't count because they're private like screening things. I watched one film at the cinema, and that was X Men: Days of Future Past, and that was only because Annette and I were in London at the Comic Con, uh, and we had like an evening to kill. We thought, well, sod it,
1: let's go and watch it. What did you go but see? I... Sorry, what did you go see?
0: Uh, Days of Future Past. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a hell of a film. That was... It was very good. But, you know, people were chatting away in that film as well. It is purely the reason I don't go to cinema is because people on the phone, people talking loudly, I don't don't get it. I don't get why somebody would spend ten quid or whatever on a ticket and then talk all the way through it. I cannot understand that at all. No.
1: So that's why I try to go during the day, during the week. Yeah. Sunday mornings are usually quite good. Well, yeah. they were when
0: I lived up north because they were like deserted. Yeah. Um,
1: and you'd have, like three people in there. I mean, I, I still love the cinema experience. Like, uh, I loved it before, when I was a kid. One of my earliest memories is seeing Ghostbusters 2 at the Clydebank Cinema uh, with my dad. <laughs> It's a good film, man. <laughs> yeah, I
0: suppose it's okay if... Wait, um, okay, wait,
1: when's the last time you, you watched could... it? When's the last time you watched uh,
0: 1988, right, actually, okay, well, it?
1: 1988, actually, when it out on okay, Boom, straight in. <laughs> in. That's your homework for next time. To so rewatch so it's Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. 2. I'll give it a go. I yeah. promise you, it's, it's, it's got a lot of good things going for it. and
0: It's Dead's is Gorman in it.
1: No, Dead's Gorman, Ghostbuster he- Cosplay Extraordinaire. Um, yeah, he should be in it. Maybe in the third one. Um, he can be in a fan film that I might make one day. Um, there you go. Uh, I, a lot of people are against this third film because it's a. Well, miso- misogynistic pigs are against yeah. it because it's an all female cast and that somehow rapes their childhood. I'm yeah, against but, it because it's a reboot.
0: I'm only against it because they're making the gender of the cast the big issue rather than the storyline. Yes. And it's a reboot. If it was. I don't care who plays the Ghostbusters um if it's a good story and it's an entertaining film i'm fine i would rather it be a sequel yeah i than, would never be
1: a sequel yeah. in, a, in a mixed cast because extreme ghostbusters which was a cartoon in the late 90s was egon being older and taking on a new group and it was men and women and one one of them was disabled so it really did tick all the boxes he was in a wheelchair yeah. Um, yeah. But but that story worked, and, then, and the very successful comic series that continues on from Ghostbusters to the, it com-
0: oh, are you going again? I've got to spend all afternoon editing. I'm about to lose Fraser again. I think he may be about to. Dis-
1: There we go, yep, it's working now. Um, So, yes, Paul Feig is like, I like working with women, and that's why he wants it to be an all-female cast, not an all-female cast, but the the main cast. Um, But he did did that with Bridesmaids, so it's been done. He did. And and Bridesmaids, unfortunately, made a lot of money.
0: Yes. So the studios are going to be, yeah, do whatever, Paul. It's fine. We know it works.
1: um, It might not. I mean, I like Melissa McCarthy, but unfortunately a lot of people just use her to fall down and they think it's funny watching an overweight woman fall down, where Melissa yeah. McCarthy is actually a really funny, talented actress. Um, she is,
0: because what's that TV show? Is it like Molly, Molly and some, that's yeah, the one, apparently, I've not seen it, but apparently she's very good in that.
1: Well, no, I, went, I saw her in St. Vincent, which was a Bill Murray film, um, and she didn't fall over once. And it was really heartfelt and brilliant, and it was astounding. So, so use it, you know, use it as an actress. Don't use it as a, as, as a, a joke. Um, okay. um, and the cast, Kate McBrack and Kate, oh my God, Kate McKinnon, who is a Saturday Night Live cast member, who is very funny, but I've never seen her anything out with sketches and Saturday Night Live, so I don't know how that's gonna go. Uh, they've got Kristen, what Kristen Wiig, who is one of my all-time favorite actresses ever. Um, and I've seen her be funny and I've seen her be very serious uh, and she has a really nice film coming out uh, God, I can't remember the name of it and I'm going to have to look it up um, <laughs> but she essentially plays someone who has uh, a lot of personality problems but she, sort of, right. but she wins the lottery I think um, right. so she insists on having her own chat show um, uh, Welcome to Me that's what it's right. called uh, yep. watch the trailer if you can it looks, it looks brilliant. It looks like it's going to be really, really good. Uh, yeah, A Year in the Life of Alice Clegg, a woman with borderline personality disorder who wins mega millions, quits her meds, and buys her own talk show. Um, so they've got her. Um, and I think that would be good. And who's the other woman they've got? Is it going to be, yeah, Ghostbusters. Uh, and Leslie Jones, who is a new cast member uh, in saturday night live and i don't find her funny at all sorry so and they're also apparently courting bill murray to play a completely different part um oh just
0: like just like a courtesy cameo
1: well they want him to play a paranormal investigator who tries to prove that the ghostbusters are frauds (gasps) oh
0: see that's like that's a bad idea that's just that's if you're gonna get Bill Murray in it, of him playing the same character he did in the original. Too.
1: Dan Aykroyd Dan yeah. has come out in support of it, of course. Um, well, yeah. But he has said that he wants a, a traditional sequel. He still wants that to happen. So maybe, maybe if it does well, um, or well enough, maybe maybe they'll pursue it. Because I would, I would love to see Dan back and Ernie Hudson back, and I would love to see that continuation. If I would. if if they're clever enough, and if the fans shout loud enough maybe just maybe Paul will decide it'll be better if it's the original guys whoever they can get probably just Dan and Ernie because Bill won't do it uh, and have them pass the torch to the new team and have them as mentors because they know so much about it Um, but they're also after Peter Dinklage to play the bad guy um, yeah, that could work. Oh, yeah. Who you have just seen some of in Nights of Badass? I have. Yeah. Um, did you get into the bit where he where he, where he dies? Nope. Nope. Yeah.
0: Uh, I got. It's a weird film. Um, I love Steve Zahn. I think he's he's. I think you've classed him as a highly underrated actor. Yes. Totally agree. I think he's awesome. Um, he's one of those names that if he's in it, I'll watch it because he's he's been good in everything I've
1: seen, including Daddy um, Deep here
0: our Daddy Daycare, I've not seen.
1: Um, <laughs> on,
0: Eddie, Eddie Murphy, unfortunately, isn't on that list where I'll watch anything that he's in. Um, he used to be, but not so much anymore. Yeah. Um, but Steve Zahn's very, very funny, even when he's doing his serious roles with like, Christian Bale in... Uh, oh, crap, I've forgotten what it's called now, when he plays the pilot and he crashes and it's not Into the Wild, because that's the other one. Um, I've forgotten what it's called. I can't... So, <laughs> Um, I know it's a really really good film. Um Rescue Rescue Dawn. Okay. That's it. Yeah, and that wasn't even looking on IMDb, that was going into my brain. Well, well done, um is, so. it's really, really good in that one. Uh pretty much everything else. So there we go. Um but yeah, I, the Knights of Badass Dumb. To sum up a phrase that Summer Glau uses, <laughs> um I get very, very annoyed at l- watching films that are fluent in Dorkinese. Um <laughs> It just messes with my head. It's like, oh, thou, must thou, It just annoys me. In I don't like it. So that's niggling me. It was. A, it was. Um, a, it's a low budget Z horror film. It is. Um, um, and I'll, I'll probably carry on watching it afterwards, but it's it, it's the cast that's keeping me going. I think.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of fluff for me to watch one night. Uh, I was happy to sit through it. Um, the let well, let me know when you, let me know when you watch it till the end and let me know what you think of the, the abrupt ending. I just I it didn't sit with <laughs> me and it's, it, it smells of studio, studio interference.
0: Where did you discover that film?
1: Um, trailers on Twitter when it for years ago uh, when it was first supposed to come out. Um, yeah. and it had Steve Zahn in it, so I was inst- instantly interested. And it had Summer Glow in it, and I was most definitely interested. Uh, she's the best thing. She's one of the well which is one of the best things about the Sarah Connor Chronicles for me.
0: I like the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I love the Sarah Connor Chronicles,
1: it. and it still annoys yep. me to this day that it didn't continue. Um, yes, but
0: we, we got two seasons out of it, so that's. And a stinker
1: of a cliffhanger. Pretty
0: much, yeah. And it did kind of tie into the Terminator mythology as well in a lot of places, which was yeah, well, good. It didn't sort of pee all over it, did it? Which was
1: nice. It carries on straight after Terminator 2, and it addresses Sarah's cancer and all that. Um, which I wonder, because that Sarah, Sarah's cancer was written into canon because that's how they killed her off in Terminator Three. Again, spoilers, and she had it in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. So I wonder if they're going to address it in Terminator Genesis. possibly, or are they just, or are they just going to brush over it because Amelia Clark is so goddamn hot? <laughs>
0: we can't possibly give this lady cancer.
1: Do you think Amelia um, Clark is a worthy? Uh, um replacement for
0: uh, Ham- Linda Hamilton? Probably, uh, well not for Linda Hamilton but I think, how many, how many Sarah Connors have we had now, she's like fourth or something,
1: because no, uh, we had
0: Linda Hamilton, but, then we had somebody in Terminator wasn't it somebody in Terminator 3 or she was no, gone, she's gone she's in Terminator just gone. Gone. 3,
1: she was, just she was gone, gone. No, the, no, we had, um, Linda, we had, Linda, we had Linda, Linda Hamilton uh, and then they had her who played *The Sarah Connor Chronicles*, Lena Headley and yeah. now Amelia Clark Right, so just the third yeah,
0: we'll see. I'm just I get. I wish they would just do sequels instead of this faffing
1: around and rebooting prequels, sequels. Well, the sequel, the, re- the sequel, prequel reboot. Um, it's an interesting way of keeping it alive, to be honest, because they've done, they've done, they've done the standard, uh, uh, present day story. They've done the future story. So, I think it's now time to, I think it's time to see both. Um. And it's it's a very clever way of keeping Arnie in it without having to CGI his face. Uh, <laughs> like they did the fourth one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, for me, it's Arnie's best film role. Sorry, <laughs> it's just, I, No, just. No, yeah, you're probably right. I love yeah. I love him in uh, Last Action Hero. Um, yeah. And I love him in Kindergarten Cop, but he is definitely I think the Terminator is his best role. And Matt Smith's in this. But he is, but he's not been seen in the trailers yet, has he? He was briefly in the background of uh, the future resistance people, uh, right. if you look very, very closely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's Matt Smith. So I think this will be his first post-Doctor Who role that hits the screen. Uh, Do you think he might actually be playing Doctor Who? Because that would be kind of cool. That would be very clever. Um, <laughs> if Stephen Moffat got his hands on it, I'm pretty sure that's what would happen. Um, yep. But we'll see, the, the director's the guy who did Thor 2, and it was alright.
0: Yeah, yeah I've, I've, Thor 2 is one of the only Marvel ones I've not seen yet. I've got it in the other room, but every time I think I'll watch that, then i listen to a podcast and people bash it. So I'll go, I'll just wait for that I lo- and watch it some other point.
1: I loved it when I watched it at the time, I double-billed it, so I watched Thor and then Thor 2 at the cinema. Um, and at the time I enjoyed it but I think I was tired because it was like two in the morning and um, ever since I've tried to re-watch it I can't get through it, I find it incredibly boring Ouch
0: So it's definitely more of a DVD film I think I'll I'll crack on with it at some point but while we're on about prequel, sequel, reboots whatever, uh, I got really really annoyed last week when Neil Blomkamp came out and said he was doing Alien 5 I was happy at first, I was like that's a good choice he's alright, if I, if anybody was going to do an Alien 5 then I would like Neil Blomkamp to do it, because I've seen District 9 and I like that, and I saw Elysium and I like that, and I've seen the trailer for Cappy and that looks good um, <laughs> Elysium, and,
1: so boring <laughs> oh, I know, it's Elysium great soundtrack um, get, and, get a friend at the time turned around to me and says, I said to her what are you thinking of this film, Elysium, and she goes I'm sure it'll be good when the plot starts. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the plot has started. <laughs> well, it's been on an
0: hour. Yeah, I think the plot's going. Oh, I enjoyed Elysium. Um but then they started talking about how it was going to totally ignore Alien Three and Alien Resurrection. And then I got really annoyed because I I just I like Alien Three. I'm not a massive fan of Alien Resurrection, but I rewatched that last week and it's not that bad. It's not as good as Aliens or Alien or Alien 3 or whatever. Alien resurrection
1: but, is not yeah, terrible. It's, or, it's, not it's not a terrible film and a lot of what Joss Whedon's script is, is still in there. Yeah. Um, but he gets a lot of stick as it came and I just wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I was one of however many writers that, um, that were on the whole, that thing. The whole alien-human hybrid incesty sex thing was just a step too far. But it was something <laughs> that we tried and I'm surprised Sigourney went along with it because she must she must be extremely protective of this character. She must you know, be. This- I have
0: no idea why she would accept such a big fat salary to do Alien Resurrection with that plot. <laughs> no
1: I don't I No idea at all. No idea. No. But, well, Blogcamp's come out recently and said that he he doesn't want to undo what they did in three and four, but what exactly. he wants to do is a, is a traditional sequel to Aliens and Alien and Finished the story of Ellen Ripley.
0: Yeah, see that I'm okay with, but I got very very annoyed for a few days going that I'm not happy with that. It's uh, and on Facebook a lot of people were like it's a great idea. I'm like no, it's lazy. If you're like oh, I don't like those two films because they you know they're not really hailed as classics or whatever, so we'll forget them and we'll just do
1: this. So I'm like no, work with what you've got. Well,
0: uh, but now he is doing so. i
1: Am alright with Rumor, however, however, have you? Ever, I don't. I don't know. What's going to happen? Because the reviews for Chappie have been terrible. Oh, is that
0: not because? Because I remember Elysium got a lot of flack because of like, God's sake, well, Blanc can't just do something that's not about class discrimination or whatever. And they got very peed off about the fact that he's pretty much just done District 9 again. Um, and I think with Chappie, it's probably the same sort of thing again. Looking at the trailers, it looks like it's set in exactly the same place as uh, Elysium and District 9 was, which I'm fine with.
1: But, but the, think- the reviews say that it's just him preaching again. Um, yeah. And it, he's using a lot of the same tricks he used in both District 9 and Elysium. And it just feels like it's, they, they say it's just lazy. Uh, artificial, yes. Intelligent, no, is uh, what they're saying. Yeah. Um, and they just said that there's a lot of ideas that are just ultimately uninspiring um and they're not screening it uh for the press apparently see that's a big sign isn't it but
0: i suppose that a lot of the time with the press i want to do a podcast at some point talking about film critics and film reviews and stuff like that um a lot of the time the press will just sit there with a little notepads and just just what will get headlines, Yeah. what will get website clicks, what will get people talking I know I'm going to rip this film a new one and uh, I come across podcasts that do that all the time
1: Well I know a film reviewer for the Evening Times called Paul Greenwood and Paul and I have crossed paths plenty of times up here uh, and he is a he is normally a usually fair reviewer and I usually agree with what he says so I'm really curious to see what Paul has to say about Chappie and yeah. um, I, I will potentially go see it again because I've got the cinema card, and I may as well. Um, I did completely avoid Fifty Shades of Grey, and I've also completely avoided American Sniper. Um,
0: oh, I've seen that one. I've seen American Sniper.
1: I've also avoided The Theory of Everything, despite it romping mm-hmm. it in a war season. It just doesn't appeal to me as a story. It's that simple. No. Uh, and Whiplash, again, didn't appeal to me as a story. It just it looked like a really hard film to watch, and I oh. don't want to watch a really hard film. I want I'm not saying give me blockbuster fluff, but I want something that challenges me, and that, that film just looked brutal to me. Um,
0: Whiplash is very, very good. Um, it's not really a top... There's a couple of instances in it where you're like, well, I'd be up and out of that class if I were you, pal. Um, but all in all, you come out of Whiplash, and you're like, that was a really good film. American Sniper, again, is for... If you like things like Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, um, you'd pretty much like American Sniper. However, if you don't, then... Me. Yes. But uh, it is. It's a good film. It's alright. Um. So what were about? Yeah. Whiplash. Good film. Yes. Um, Theory of Everything. I'm right up there with you. It doesn't look like a film that I would walk into going. I'm gonna really enjoy this and then come out thinking that was fantastic. Um. It's not my type of film. Yeah. So I'll probably skip that one. Um. So. Yeah. Chappie. I wanna watch. It it Um, looks too much like
1: Short Circuit for me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah I've, I've heard those comparisons
1: um yep. just the minute i saw the trailer i was like i am chappy yes and he was uh he was uh number five uh <laughs> and he is he is alive yeah there we go um so yeah that um that it's and, and short circuit gave me the fear when i was a small boy for some reason i just couldn't sh- it,
0: short circuit two gave many people the fear as well <laughs> well for different <laughs> reasons more, probably
1: yeah, pretty much I, 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 Hi, Mr. Gutenberg, would you like to appear in this sequel? Well, hmm, no. Um, I don't, I'll, I'll possibly go see it. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'll possibly go see it. Um, I, think, I think the next big one is definitely The Avengers. Definitely.
0: Because that's, what is that, like eight, eight weeks or
1: something? It's less than eight April weeks. April 25th, it? I think. Down. Um It's like May
0: the 1st in America, isn't it? Because Americans are like, what? Get, Why are you getting it first? We, get, we seem to get most of the Marvel we got, ones before well,
1: they do. Well, we got it first last time as well, so um, think of that as you will.
0: Now, what are they going to call it over here? They're going to call it Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, or Avengers Assemble Age of Ultron.
1: I'm sure they can just call it Avengers Age of Ultron now. I would be very, 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 very surprised if the um if they if they did it, uh, Avengers Assemble.
0: So It's like most stupid name ever,
1: Avengers Assemble
0: because they thought they would get it confused with the previous Avengers movie.
1: According which... to the to the sunny World app, it is The Avengers: Age of Ultron. Good. And it Good. comes out on the twenty third of April. There you go. Mm. So, opening night for you. Um. Yeah, midnight screening, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you you you, uh, you can't have a geek podcast without mentioning Leonard Nimoy.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. let's raise a, an imaginary glass
0: to Mr. It's... Nimoy. That
1: was that was a bit of a shock.
0: It was. Yeah. Uh,
1: it, and take... his
0: his funeral's already been gone, isn't it? They've already had it, which was fast.
1: Yes, so. which was which was good in a way because the West Baptist Borough Church or whatever those crazy people were gonna um, ticket his funeral. Uh, for what? What's he done? Uh, well, he was friends with George the Kai, wasn't he? He was gay. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. So
0: you're not, you're not even allowed to be friends with a gay person then?
1: Um, oh. well, well, I mean, they, they, were, they were going to pick at Robin Williams, you know, for the same reasons. Um, yeah. uh, but, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, those churches just headline grabbing, so I'm not even going to talk about them. Um, yeah. I've wasted enough time. Um, it was a shock because he just went into hospital for chest pains and then that, that was it, uh, um, and I was we were driving up the road to Cardiff at the time, down to Cardiff at the time, and I just went on Twitter, and did uh, th- th- it was, it was horrible.
0: Twitter is the place now, isn't it, to pick up news, yeah. pretty much, that's where I get, that's where I get trailers now, and somebody will tweet it, and I'm like, bang, then I go searching for the actual news story, and then publish it, or retweet it, or whatever, so, yeah, it was not good, but it's also the second Star Trek person in a week, that's passed away. There's a guy called Morris Hurley who was one of the major writers on Star Trek: Next Generation. Really? He's the guy that invented the Borg. Wow. Um, he's the guy that also has Riker playing the trombone. So he's been sort of responsible for a lot of the major stuff in Star Trek: Next Generation. And Morris Hurley also died. So it was, and it's like within 24 hours of Leonard Nimoy going, um, Morris went. But of course, obviously, Leonard Nimoy is the, the bigger name to Joe Public, so it was. It was all about the Spock.
1: Well, I think uh, our opening title this week should be, other than our Nimoy track, whether it be the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins or one of his I Am Spock tunes. I think that might be nice to, to go out yeah. on that. So Definitely. I'll leave that. that? I'll I'll leave. Should, I should
0: track something Vulcan down. Did you also see there is a, a Star Trek online game, which I'm not sure what it's called because I don't generally I do a lot of online called, games? I think
1: it's just called Star Trek Online, to be honest with you.
0: And lots and lots of online players all stood around some sort of memorial the, on the planet inst- Vulcan.
1: Yeah, they installed the memorial. Yeah, that was really nice. It was. So. What's your favourite Leonard Nimoy project?
0: Uh, it's got to be Star Trek, is not it? it also, I also offer a soft spot for his mentions in the Big Bang Theory, though. <laughs> it's like the episode when uh, Sheldon gets the signed Leonard Nimoy thing from Penny. And naps, like, that's, that's amazing. That's really, really good. But I like his directing work. A lot of people forget that he directed Three Men and a Baby.
1: That's what I was going to say. That is as that well. is a highlight for me because it, it's it's a film that just screams the 1980s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you know the cast alone. Um, yeah. Steve Guttenberg, one of my all-time favorite actors. Um, Ted Danson with hair. Ted Danson, is, is, is who so was good. brilliant in that part, is um, yeah. Jack, and of course Tom Selleck, who was just sublime. Um, and
0: of and of course the the Three Men and a Baby ghost. Um, which is amazing. <laughs> you do know it's not a ghost, don't you? Yes, but it's one of the coolest movie stories ever. Yeah,
1: you, have, you, you have zoomed in and you can tell that it is just a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson. Yep. That's yep. not good. However, <laughs> however, I I was I was unaware of this, and I think it was in college or just out of college or something, and I heard about that rumor. And I watched it, and it did completely freak me out, right? Because I didn't know at the time. And then I zoomed in on it. I was like, "Nah, it's clearly just a cardboard cutout." And then they're like, "Oh, the boy died in that apartment." I like, "No, that was a sound stage.
0: <laughs> exactly. It <laughs> was loads. Yeah, there was none of the film crew saw the boy there, and the start and the other. And there was for years, for many, many years, it was like. An amazing story and people were rewinding the VHS tapes and pausing it and the start the other and, and
1: the quality it was, the quality of VHS tapes at the time as well there's no way you'd be able to distinguish that that is no. not a real person but if you watch it very carefully sure it does follow you around the room so <laughs> it does. Oh, god yeah I loved his work in the Simpsons when he when he was in the the monorail episode yeah and, uh, he go, you know, and, and Homer manages to save the day and Leonard Nimoy goes, my work here is done. And then uh, Barney goes, but you didn't do anything, didn't I? And then he just teleports away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's well, nice, I need to go back and check some of the DVDs because I've got all the Star Trek movies on DVD and I always think when somebody dies, it's nice that there are commentaries out there by them, so you can just listen to them talk about stuff for like an hour and a half, but there'll be no shortage of Leonard Leonard Nimoy um, interviews and stuff like that on the web I would have thought, but um, I'm going to investigate and see if there's any DVD commentaries I think later on.
1: Did you think it was in poor taste that William Shatner didn't make it to his funeral?
0: Well, I was talking to Annette about that and no, Um, but for the reason that he did it, because he'd committed to do a charity thing, I'd like to have seen a way that he could have done both somehow um, but at least it wasn't, he was sat at home yeah. and you know watching telly and he didn't want to make the flight or whatever he'd committed to a charity thing um, it coincided with the funeral the charity thing was in Florida I believe um, the funeral was obviously elsewhere
1: I don't know uh, what's your thoughts on that? I didn't think it was poor taste at all we, uh, there's no secret of how lifelong friends they are where. Um, and I don't think you still there yeah, I'm yeah, oh, still so, here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it was kind of, there was a bit of noise. Uh, You're yeah, paranoid now. <laughs> yep, it, it's the ghost of Ted Danson. and yes. um, it was just uh, no. I, I don't think it was in protest at all.
0: No, um, I don't. And it's like I'm pretty sure if if Leonard was still around, a, there wouldn't be a funeral. But would Leonard want Bill Shatner to not help a charity out? No, uh, I think he would want him to help it. I don't think so. he
1: would have been upset either.
0: So. Um, but it, it was a shame to see the press and a lot of people well, giving uh, Shatner abuse on Twitter and all that yeah, sort of
1: stuff yeah but you're dealing like, with people who engage their mouth before their brain and you're also and you're also dealing with trolls and you're dealing with the press Like the, the press 90% of the time just went headlines that's, yeah, all, the, it, that's it. all they care about so of course like, at the end of the day an, an established well loved actor has died but no let's pick on the fact that his friend didn't go to his funeral yep. exactly
0: so Leonard Nimoy shall be missed. Yes. So there was lots of hashtags, L um, L A P flying Blood, Blood,
1: Blood around. Did you see the Canadian banknotes
0: that they trans? I did, because <laughs> people are drawing on them and turning them into Spock, Spock. which is amazing. <laughs> um, also, with the ten dollars, is it the five dollar ones that they're spocking? I'm not sure. I, I just I think it's just i just think it's the five, right. but also Canadians are turning the ten dollar ones into Galvatron. <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> funny as well so you have a look at that, so there seems to be this defacing banknotes thing going on in Canada so, fortunately you and I are not participating in that because well, we're, we're not in Canada, Canada and we, we don't have any banknotes, so you know, <laughs> no. we, have no, we have no paper
1: money I'll just to be uh, drawing. I'll just be drawing um, uh salmoned onto my Scottish notes and handing uh, handed them over to people. Um yes, exactly. Just quickly quickly, quickly touching on bank notes, it's not geek related at all. Um no. but when we were in when we were in I was in Cardiff uh at the weekend to celebrate my thirty first birthday, thank you. And um the, my two friends had never been to Wales before. Well, Barry had been to Barry Island, but nowhere else. Um, but Ashley had never been, and they, they were really worried about uh, their Scottish notes. Um, but, but on the whole, um, handing over Scottish notes didn't seem to have any problem. So, Wales are fine with our Scottish pound notes.
0: England are, are fine as well. I mean, now and again, I'd get somebody walk up to me and ask when I was working there, and they're like, "Are we allowed to accept these?" I'm like, and I would get really offended. I'm like, "Why would you not accept them?" It's money. Yeah, it's foreign money. I'm like, it's not foreign money. Get <laughs> be snappy at them.
1: Hey, I think I think one place I went that oh no, I know was at the services in England, and she like took a, a highlighter pen out and marked it to make sure it wasn't fake, and she's like, "Oh, we have to do with this with all of it," and I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, whatever." Uh, but we went to the Doctor Who experience, which is a segment into something geeky. Uh, yeah. And when we handed, when I handed over my, my money, the, the American behind the counter had to get someone to check that it was okay to accept it.
0: That's amazing. Uh, so you were handing over Scottish banknotes to an American, and where That's Pretty good
1: going. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, went to the Doctor Who experience. And how, how no, not
0: how was it, but what was it? Let's go well, to the, the what the, it was the,
1: and then how it was. The Doctor Who experience, uh, which is at Mermaid Quay down at Cardiff Bay, is a two-floor extravaganza where fans of Doctor Who, first of all, you, you line up in a queue and you get given uh, Gallifrey, Gallifrey Museum passes, big flashing crystal on on a, on a metal card. That goes around your neck, and you go into the Museum of Gallifrey, and you're you're greeted by a steward of the Gallifrey Museum, and then a message from Time is played to you from Romana, who Doctor Who fans will know who was a companion mostly with Tom Baker, I think, or maybe exclusively with Tom Baker, one of the few Time Ladies who is covered in Doctor Who history, um, and then there's a bit of a bit of a fluff. Uh, and then you see the Doctor's TARDIS get attacked by aliens and a crack appears in front of you and you board the TARDIS and the Doctor speaks to you from video screens and they guide you and the steward through the, uh, through the, through the TARDIS and through the time zones and you have to go around solving puzzles. Uh, you have to find time crystals, three in total uh you to help the doctor fight off these aliens
0: how many is in your group when you're going around there was
1: about 15 of us yeah um but it's it's really exciting because you actually get to board the tardis and if you're very lucky and we were because it was the first uh first of the day uh there wasn't too many kiddies um, so we got to fly the TARDIS. Uh, there's there's a con- there's control panels around it, and you each can take a panel, and fly the TARDIS, uh, which was quite nice. And then you there's Daleks and Weeping Angels and everything else. And it, I mean the walk through itself is about 15 minutes, uh, but there's 3D elements to it which are quite fun, um, and it's it's quite fun and they really get you properly involved in it. And then. You come out of that and there's a two-floor museum from 1963 right up into present day where they have exhibits and stalls and all the costumes uh, and everything else and, you know, everything you expect to see from a Doctor Who museum. There's a, a nice little segment called Walk Like a Monster where they have a video, a video playing instructing how all the monsters walk so you can walk like them. Um, and there's just lots and lots of fun stuff to see.
0: What were some of the cool things you saw in the museum?
1: Um, a lot. Of, they had a lot of stuff from Peter Capaldi's run, so all the costumes, his costume, his Tardis, um, all of Jenna Coleman's costumes. That girl is really skinny. Um, a lot of the, you know, the robot, uh, the Daleks are there from the new series. Um, got to see Face of Bo. Got to see Ice Warriors, Silurians. Um, got to see some of the actual working props from the new series as well which was quite cool
0: is uh are you allowed to do photography and stuff you in there you can do
1: photography when you are in the walkthrough but you're allowed to take as many photos as you want in the actual museum right, right. good um good, so, good. so 15 pound on the door uh, 15 pound if you buy online for an adult and 16 pound if you buy on the door so uh, worth it? Uh, definitely, that's my third time.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask, actually, because you've done it, would you do it again? But that's your third time, that, so that kind of answers that question, doesn't it? Two,
1: two when Matt Smith was the doctor, and this was my first time with Peter Capaldi. So they had, <laughs> pardon the pun, regenerated the, uh, yes. the, the experience. But no, it was a good laugh. Um, and you can have a great day out in Cardiff as well. So
0: Nice. And everybody else seemed to enjoy it.
1: Yeah, Ashley isn't even... Um, uh uh sorry. Who's I just, sorry, I got a, <laughs> I got a text from a friend asking a very strange question, but we'll we'll, we'll skip over that. Ashley isn't a Hoovin. Um but she, she really enjoyed it and she she asked for her photos next to canine and Daleks and Tardis Tard Um and yeah, she and Barry, a long time Doctor Who fan. Uh absolutely loved it, so
0: and did you get a photo next to the Weeping Angel, or are you like, yeah, you know, I know the real one, I, so it's fine.
1: Yes, I, yes, I, 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 already had my photo with a Weeping Angel from last time, <laughs>
0: so
1: yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't do it this time.
0: Plus, you're friends with the genuine Weeping I Angels. I friends.
1: So. <laughs> well, hopefully, I'm friends. Sarah, we friends. Um, I, I do know Sarah Louise, who, who now mostly is known for playing the Weeping Angels. So Jeez. I did take a picture of the broken Weeping Angel from. Angels Take Manhattan, uh, which is Amy and Rory's last episode, spoiler, uh, and and uh, there's a kind of broken, chained up angel, which Sarah played in the in the show, so that, that statue is there, and I took a photo of it, and I wanted to tag Sarah, going, God love you, you've let yourself go. <laughs> <laughs> nice, get that done. I was yeah. hoping she wouldn't have taken it in a bad way. I wouldn't have thought so.
0: You would hope not. Mind you, you did say she's not emailed you for a little while, so maybe she did.
1: Yeah, maybe she did. It's possible. (laughs) It's possible. Um, We can ask her in Wales. So, yes, that that was my geeky exertion of the week. Um, Going to the Doctor Who experience. Nice. Good. So, you definitely recommend
0: it? Yes. Obviously, if you've been three times, I'm guessing you would. Either you really don't have much to do.
1: (laughs) Yes, apart from travel eight hours down to Wales. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, it, it is really good and everyone's really friendly. Um, I, I would say that the shop they have is too expensive, but it's official merchandise and all that jazz and it's what, what you come to expect from these kind of places. Um, Barry didn't seem to mind as he just put everything on his credit card. Um, but a lot of the stuff you can just probably get online for cheaper. So.
0: Like £6 for a pencil, you know, that type of thing. That's
1: just a guess, but you know, that's yeah.
0: the sort of price they charge, isn't it? So,
1: uh, yeah, it was like 2 for a pen or something. And I'm just like, nah, thanks, though. Yeah. Appreciate it, but I'm good.
0: Yes, exactly. Don't you know I'm friends with a weeping angel? Yes, I want you know, one
1: for free. Do you not know who I am? Do you exactly. not know who I'm going to be? I'm going to be running this show one day, for God. I will be. Yes. <laughs> um, what uh, what geeky TV shows have you been watching?
0: um geeky tv shows i'm up to date on the walking dead um i'm ready to check out on the walking dead
1: Are you done? i'm really
0: i think i'm I'm nearly done i've watched this week's episode it's just uh, the acting's fine there's just no storyline it's just it's such a dr- one episode the highlight of it was it rained yeah <laughs> and i'm not even kidding that was it i was like wow it was thunderstorm and i'm thinking why am i watching it when the highlight so of a an episode TV episode that
1: is followed on from the fallout of the, of a character's death, or was that? Uh, before?
0: That was I think it's like episode ten, and then okay.
1: twelve is the newest one. So it's like three weeks ago. Right. Okay. Uh, so everyone's moved on and they're all fine now.
0: Yeah, they're all having a wonder and they find some water in the road, and oh, we can't drink because it, it might be poisoned. And then it rains, and you're thinking this is the highlight of this episode. Um, so I think I might be a little bit done with The Walking Dead. Um, Gotham on the other hand still loving Gotham 17 episodes that have been on and I've watched every single one of them and I love it um, I've started watching Better Call Saul right on uh, Netflix which I'm really really enjoying um, people are going oh it's gonna be as good as Breaking Bad it's not Breaking Bad it's different it's got a couple of characters that were in Breaking Bad but other than that forget it don't try and think of it as a prequel whatever just watch it as a fun show. Yeah, I
1: think uh, I'd yeah, I definitely think, check that out. I think you have. I mean, it's like Spanner, you know, Fraser Spanner from Cheers, but no one, nobody expected it to be Cheers, um, yeah. and it and that stood on its own for a good ten years back when TV shows lasted for more than a season. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, I've not. I didn't watch. Break, I, I watched a bit of Breaking Bad, but I couldn't. I, I couldn't sit with it, and I might give a Better Call Saul a chance, but at the moment. Um, I just finished watching uh, Agent Carter, which was yes. the, the, the spin-off, prequel, whatever, uh, to Captain America with Hayley Atwell as Agent Peggy Carter, who's working for the SSR in wartime. And um, obviously all her male cohorts would rather she went and got lunch and made tea. Um, of
0: course, that's her job as being a woman. As being a woman, yes. But as
1: Tony Stark, that uh, Tony Stark's dad, Howard, is accused of um, selling secrets and his weapons to enemy forces, he becomes a fugitive, and he recruits Peggy to solve his name. So there was eight ep- an eight, eight episode run, and uh, you know you know who's you know who's in it. Um, Ralph Brown, who oh God. yeah, who is. Strangely best known for oh god was he, was he in with Neil and I? Um, I I know him from Wayne's World 2, where he played. Yes, yes, he's, yeah, the Cumberwell current carrot dude, yeah, the, the, with, the, uh, with Neil and I, yeah, yeah. Um, he's also a pilot in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, um, but he, he plays a Russian a Russian, uh, a Russian car, scientist in this, um, and it was quite good to see him in it. Uh, and you, you get to learn the origins of the Black Widow project. Um, yeah. So you get to fi- kind of figure out where Scarlett Johansson's e. character could potentially have come from, what line of work she came from, kind of thing, her lineage. Um, and we don't, we don't know if there's going to be a sequel. Uh, a sequel, sorry. they don't know if they're going to do another series, but it would be very nice. It hasn't aired in the UK yet. No, one, yeah. no one's picked it up.
0: That's crazy, isn't it? Um, Not even Channel 5 who seemed to pick everything up.
1: Yeah, that's really bizarre, but I mean, they, they ran it mid-season to fill the gap between Agents of Shield's break, um, and Agents of Shield came back this week um, continuing on from their story, introducing uh, Inhumans, uh, yeah. so kind of continuing to play the mystery of who Sky really is, uh, resolving the big cliffhanger, so it's it's a breakneck speed of an episode where everything happens but there's there's lots of fun in it and Clark Gregg as Colson is just fantastic um, uh, he gets a really good line you'll never take us alive um, and Ming-Na as uh, Agent May, it's just brilliant no, it's really 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 good fun, I'm glad it's back um, and hopefully it'll be uninterrupted this time, hopefully we'll just get to the end of the season without any more breaks
0: yeah that seems. I mean, we were. I was chatting on another podcast about mid-season breaks and stuff, but I'm not. I'm not a fan of them. They
1: well, annoy me. I'd rather just watch. Another I, I show that I'm watching, and I, I said last time was The Flash, and and it's on another on three-week break. Um, to to, no. to let it catch up with Arrow, which is so obviously yes, they're going that's... to there's going to be a bit of a crossover again, but I mean I don't I don't watch Arrow, so it's not I, I don't care. Um just give me more of the flash.
0: <laughs> yeah, I started off watching Arrow this week again. I've seen the pilot episode like three times since it aired. Um and I've now seen four episodes, I think, of the show. And visually it looks alright, but I'm just it doesn't doesn't leap out at me. It ain't no Gotham. So You know, I don't know if I'm gonna carry on watching Arrow. I hear a lot of people raving about it, but so well, far,
1: apparently it's getting better, and they brought in Raz Al Ghul, who obviously is quite a well-known Batman villain. Um, yeah. But the bit they've introduced him—I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the actress who plays Felicity Smoke is just so smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be why um, you watch it. Pops up in the flash from time to time, so that's more than enough, fellow. Thank you for yeah. thank you for dipping in. Um, but I don't know. Oh, wow. I, I I like like you. I've I've seen the pilot of Arrow. I've got. I think I watched three episodes, and I just I, I try and give everything three episodes, um, and if I'm not enjoying it, then I will skip it. I did manage to get through the entirety of season one of Supernatural, but it was a hard slog, um, and I and I I just couldn't be bothered watching any more of that. And that's on series ten, and it's still well loved. But for me, it just doesn't work. It is.
0: And the thing is, with Supernatural as well, it's like 20-odd episodes per season. So you think, do I really want to watch 240 of these or whatever? Uh, no. No. It's a lot of time. I think
1: I, I, think my generation was Buffy and Angel.
0: Um, yeah. Which did you prefer, Buffy or I, Angel, as in the TV show, I, not the characters?
1: Well, I, I preferred Angel the TV show. Uh, yep, same yeah. I think because it was... I mean, Buffy, when it started, of course, was brilliant, but I think Angel was a more grown-up adult show, and I think we were growing up with it. Uh, and I actually met uh, Andy Hallett, who played Lorne, the green demon with the red horns, who sang beautifully. Yes, he's he now died, gone, isn't he? He died, he's he died a year on, after he? I met him. He was, he was, it was at a convention in Glasgow, uh, back before conventions were a big deal again. Uh, and I met Andy yeah. uh, um, I. Amy Acker, who played Fred, was supposed to be there and that's why I bought my ticket Um, because I was in love with Amy Acker and her lovely Texan accent at the time. Uh, That's why Eve Mitchell is from Texas in Cops and Monsters. There's a little bit of a tidbit for you.
0: Very um, nice,
1: yeah. and one of the characters wears converses like Chuck from Chuck does. Another little tidbit, and there is a Ghostbusters reference in there. If anyone can find it, then I will give you a yeah. a a tweet saying, "Well done, you found it."
0: Tweets, yes. You were like, "What what can I, I give that's not actually picture, giving something?" I will uh, give a, a tweet of an
1: Oreo cookie. Um, that's what yes. we do now. Uh, so yeah, uh, I met Andy. Uh, he was very unwell, and the, on the first night, it was announced that they didn't know if he was going to be there, uh, if he was going to be fit enough to make it. Um, but he... Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy now, but he was in season one of Charmed. Um, uh, Neil something. And he basically, he split his time between acting and being a motivational speaker. Um, so he okay. was telling this story about how... I can't even tell the story because it's his story. It's not fair. But basically... <laughs> You uh, were telling the story, and then you just had a very cracky camp voice at the back of the room going, are you sure they weren't yours, sir? And everyone turned around, <laughs> and it was Andy perked up against a pillar with a whiskey in his hand. Uh, and the nice. two of them ended up singing Mandy together. Oh, very so, nice. So uh, it was Andy and his makeup artist who worked with him, Dwayne, I think his name was, and they two clearly loved each other more than anything in the world. So Dwayne was absolutely yeah. fucking heartbroken uh, when Andy died. Uh, but like you obviously went around the room to get everyone's autograph. That was another convention. Yeah, I was talking to you about possibly off podcast about conventions where you had to queue for everybody, not just the person you wanted to see. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, the SFX magazine's first convention. That's what it was like. You had to queue for everybody. And it was really awkward when you got to somebody who you didn't want to see. Uh, awkward for you and for the guest yeah. uh, and of course yeah. we ended up missing out on panels and talks and everything else but that but the because the one in Glasgow up, was yeah. exactly the same it was one big long queue uh, and that's a complete waste of time for everybody but anyway I got I got to meet Andy and he signed the, the programme for me and I said Andy I just want to say that you are my favourite thing about Angel the TV show and it is a crime that they, they cancelled it and he took my hand Anyway. Angel cakes. I love you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. It was though. It was a shame to see. I mean, it ended on a pretty good, a Great pretty ended. good note, I think, as as endings go. Um, but I was, I was sort of sad to see that show go because I'd watched Buffy since I think it had been on a couple of seasons at that moment in time, and somebody had loaned me like this huge VHS yes. box set with one season in. It was like six tapes or whatever it was. And I blitzed through season one, and I think season two, and then I've managed to sort of latch onto the new episodes as they'd come out, and then of course Angel came out, so I jumped on board that one and and kept up with that right through. Was it five seasons? I think it was, wasn't it? It was five,
1: Buffy was seven. Yeah,
0: it's five. Yeah, yeah, and I've still never seen the final season Um, of Buffy.
1: I I don't know why. One of the best. Mm,
0: For some reason, I've just never watched it, and I need to because it's on. Five and six
1: was a bit weak for me. For Buffy, I didn't, I didn't yeah. quite get on board with five and six, um, but seven, seven kind of was a return to form because they knew it was their last season, I think, and they really focused the story. And they had a really damn good villain, the the like the source or something, like it was the very, it was the, the oldest evil of all time kind of thing, um, and it was really yeah. good. And, and Spike gets a soul, which was quite interesting. Spike
0: was easily one of the best characters
1: in any of those yes, shows. Yes, he really. was. Um, I met him as well. Um, oh, right. Okay. He was cool. That wasn't mine. You're so cool. And I was like, Can you tell my kids that, man? Can you tell my kids that I'm cool? Can you do that, man? And I was like, All right. <laughs> what was, that like kiss- what was <laughs> like it like? What was it It's like, I will, but I'm quite disturbed. You want me to what speak was it like to What John Barrowman? <laughs> what, man? What you <laughs> talking about, man? Okay. <laughs>
0: Don't tell my kids that, man. You don't know. I'm cool, man.
1: I'm not gay, man. Uh, but he was
0: nice. I I I did meet uh, Eliza Dushku. Oh, while I, were um, I snapped so many photos of of Eliza Dushku. So she was at a convention as well. So it's pretty cool to be able to do I, that. I met
1: um, David Tennant's wife. Wow. Mrs. Tennant. Mrs. Tennant. Uh, yes. She was at a convention about 2008 in Glasgow, where back when collector mania was a met event, but they didn't really. Uh, there wasn't much going on at the time but I met her and I remember a a gigantic queue of sweaty Doctor Who men (laughs) fans drooling over this kind of looked a bit daunted because I think it must be one of our first conventions Uh, and she saw me, realised we were of similar age and just just a look of relief are you okay, are you coping, I know it can be a lot for you, I work in telly Uh, I didn't really work in telly at that time Um, and she was just like yeah it's fine um, but I also met uh, Juliet Lando who played Drusilla. Oh wow. And she yep. was, give me a big hug, honey. I'm cold. <laughs> she was just brilliant. She was just like, I love you. What
0: is um, I mean conventions are awesome and we're we're gonna be doing one later on one in, two, in the year, in, year in, yeah. in Wales. Um, what is one of your cringiest convention moments that you've ever either witnessed or or had done?
1: Um Oh, yes, right, okay. Uh, was, uh, this wasn't a this wasn't a pre-prepared question. Um, I oh, think,
0: not at all. I mean, I, I've got a couple if I you think, need to uh, ponder think to sometimes think
1: of yours. it's awkward when you're in a when on a panel with a well-known person and nobody asks any questions because people yeah. do genuinely just freeze up because their favorite ever doctor, their favorite ever companion their favourite ever A-team member is sitting five feet away from them and people genuinely freeze up. Um, But (laughs) Dirk Dirk Benedict was at the last one at Collector Mania and poor Dirk, he still thinks he's in the 80s. And he's just like, oh man, I could tell you about my love life, but I won't. (laughs) Everybody's like, thank God for that. (laughs) That was a bit cringy. Um, I met Robert Picardo once. and yep. Star Trek, Star Trek Voyager doctor. doctor. Uh, he's in an episode of Chuck. He did one episode of Chuck, uh, and he Gremlins too. Oh
0: god, uh, that where yep. he
1: ends up getting sexually molested by a female Gremlin at the end of it. <laughs> um, yeah. And he plays the cowboy in Inner Space. He does. Yeah. Yep. Um, love that film.
0: That's a film that could do no a Robert. remake,
1: actually. No. I love the original, but if they ever remade it, that they could is do also a my. That. That's also going in my sci-fi vault. Inner Space. That's going in. Um. Uh, uh, anyway, so I just I just went over to him and went, "Hi, Robert. It was really nice to meet you. Just wanted to say I'm a big fan of your work." And he's like, "Yes, thank you. Yes." And I was like, you know, and I, and I wanted to be. I think he was in an episode of Castle as well. And I, I didn't want to just go, I love you in Star Trek, because that's what everyone was going to say. So okay. I said, I really enjoy your work in Castle and Chuck. Was I in Chuck? And I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> You're like, I think you were. <laughs> uh, but my dad is a semi-professional photographer, mostly for hobby now. Um, and he used to come along to these conventions with me because he could take photos of celebrities, and that was good for his portfolio. And, uh, and he just... Yes, yeah, and he went to take a. Asked Robert Picardo for a photo, and Robert's like, "Count me in on free and I'll turn to my good side." With that, I had to go, "Uh, one, two, three. <laughs> Nice. Um, I'll send you the link after the
0: photo. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the famous Craig Fairbrass one, where it's like photos. No.
1: But he was giving you the finger and the bird and whatnot. Yes. Yes.
0: A right pretty
1: much. Childish drop. Yes. Um. So yeah, that's that's one of my bugbears at conventions is definitely. Multi, like one queue for everybody. Um I much prefer the format of this is the here is a, a, a row of guests um and whoever you want to go speak to and get an autograph from or whatever that you just you, you stand in that queue. Um so yeah that that's a bugbear for me.
0: I think my one of my bugbears is uh, microtransactions. Um I was looking at I mean you and I attended MCON last year, which was alright, it was good fun. It's fantastic, it's first time we actually met, isn't it? so it was good, did the panel, blah blah blah, this year they're hosting it again, um, and so you pay your ticket, you get in, um, and then you've also got to pay to go into the Q&A panels. It's so, insane. It's what, only a what, quid.
1: What, what, why? I why, to, why?
0: I don't it's know, I, just, I don't why? get it.
1: But mate, we're, we're, we're British, we're going to grudge a pound, especially if, it's, especially if you've already paid however much it costs to get in. Yep. That's, because for me personally, the highlight of conventions are the panels. Yeah. I go to see my favourite people from my favourite shows or film talk about their careers. And if I personally paid 15, 20 quid to get into any convention and then had to pay money on top for that to see Craig Charles talk about what it was like eating curry all the time, I would be in. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. No. That's insane. So
0: it's, would you? I would mean, you I, do it? I, no, no, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Not so much because it's a pound. You know, if it was if it was a pound, if it was ten pounds, whatever, exactly the same. It's like
1: I'm not doing it. No. Um. No. That. Uh, I. Oh, there's going to be a lot of annoyed people.
0: Because I have to. I have to budget when I go to a convention so it's like right I've got the accommodation sorted I've got the travel sorted I've bought the ticket how much have I got to spend on autographs how much have I got to spend on food right and I don't want to be chucking in these extra quids yeah. um for panels and yes I know that you look at the website and the money is going to charity but it's still flying out of my pocket and I yeah, can't we'll, budget for that
1: we'll just take the money out of the ticket price yeah you take take a five of the ticket price, or two quid, or a pound, whatever. If it's only an extra pound, then take that off the um, off the ticket price. Nah, exactly. no. And, it, and it, the people, who, the, pe- the people who lose out. It's not the convention; it's the guests, and it's the people who go. That's that's yep. who loses out. Their... It is, and it's a shame. things, and it will and it will put off guests from appearing at conventions that don't have good press and don't do well. Jew, Jewel State, who is possibly. Jewel State, who is possibly best known for playing Kaylee in Firefly and Serenity, recently tweeted that she would no longer be attending any Star Fury events, and Star Fury are pretty huge um, yep. because apparently they don't live up to their legal obligations.
0: Um, I saw that, big... and that was on Jewel's public Twitter as well, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. for an actress to call hmm. a convention out like that and, and, a, and an actress like Jewel to say that, uh, then that's, that's going to crush you
0: which I think is, is, I mean, not so much the dual thing, but the whole Comic-Con set-ups. That's part of the reason I'm looking forward to the one that we're going to do in Wales, because it's you buy a ticket, done, everything else is included. Um, And I've been speaking to the guys that are organising that one, and they're still lining stuff up. And they're they're already getting people attending who have paid the ticket money, but they're still trying to arrange extra things to entertain everybody else, even though they don't have to, because everybody's going to go anyway. So it's uh, they're they're going full belt, and they're not charging for Q and A panels and this that and the other.
1: Yeah, so, that is you know that that is ridiculous. Um, I I am I'm just looking at see what Joe properly said about it. Um,
0: yeah, it was something something uh, I'll no longer be attending Star Fury events due to their inability to um, stand up to their legal contractual obligations or something along that line, wasn't it? Because I saw that tweet that she put out, definitely on there somewhere.
1: It's not few events anymore. They've proven not to hold up to contractual commitments. See other UK conventions, and she got a bit of stick from some somebody called Hannibal Cat Collins, uh, film convention in London, I think. And he said, uh, I don't know what he said. I can't see it because he's private. Uh, but her reply was, I don't want others to experience the treatment I received. I would want to be warned. Ashamed? Nope. Sorry. Blocked. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's her. Co- it's it's her right to be able to publicly. You'll get a lot of people going. Oh, it's not really something you should say publicly, Joel, But why not? No. Why Why shouldn't you say it? If you've had an issue that you know is a definite issue, why not publicly call them out on it instead of doing it in private message and this and the other? So fair play to it. Yes. No, of course. So there you go. Uh, you
1: so, are not- you are dropping an... You are dropping in and out, you should know. Oh, no. Yes.
0: Well, hopefully, because my system's the one recording it, hopefully it'll be be recording all my audio perfectly. Um, If I am dropping in and out of my own room, that's kind of freaky. uh,
1: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I can.
0: I I blame your signal, I think. I'm
1: on on my Wi-Fi, my friend. Blame me not. Uh The 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 only thing that's on right now that's using my Wi-Fi is my iPad. Which I'm speaking to you on, everything else
0: is awesome uh-huh. um, But anyway, yeah, don't be put off by Comic Cons. 99% of them are awesome. So, uh, uh,
1: yeah. But the, of course, the I mean, uh, the
0: Carol and Monroe uh, one. I was I was I got her autograph, and then the person behind me went up to her and said, "Can I have your autograph?" And she went, "Yes, no problem. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you." And the guy said to her, uh, "What films have you been in then?" And I was so embarrassed for the poor woman. So. Oh. Yeah. You're going to meet somebody, do your research, and at least then do as you did, try and ask them something that not everybody else asks them.
1: Yeah, well, on, on top of that, um, don't don't just go over to uh, an actor, uh, one of these guests, if you don't know who they are. And in this, I don't know how long ago it was for you, Stuart, but in this day and age, everyone has a smartphone and everyone can Google. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> ten, ten years ago. But, you know, the Internet Movie Database was up and running um, yes. <laughs> ten years ago. Uh, I sent Sarah Douglas a tweet last night, uh, including a photo that I'd snapped of her, and I said, I took this of you at a Comic-Con 10 years ago, Um, I didn't come up and say hi because I was too nervous, but here's the photo, so it's like, there you go, 10 years ago I snapped a picture of Sarah Douglas at a Comic-Con, but I was because I'm like, oh my god, it's Ursa, I I wouldn't even know what to say to her, so I I never spoke to her, but here I am 10 years later, we follow each other on Twitter, so... That's
1: pretty cool. Your, your shy days are far behind you now, my friend. Oh
0: God, they are. Yeah, yeah, they are. But this was uh, 2005 November. Two, so
1: 2005. Yes. Wow, I was 21. Yes, and I was I, um, not. Yeah. You were not. <laughs> I, I was not 21. You were 17. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, God, yeah. I would have been that. That would have been after my first convention. Well, I went to a convention years and years and years ago when I was about 10 or 11. My dad took me. It was at the Scottish Exhibition and Conference Centre. Uh, and I think it was memorabilia at the time. Um, and Peter Davison was there, and I had just started watching Doctor Who. Uh, and it was Peter Davison's Doctor Who I'd been watching. So I was, uh, I remember in the queue being, oh, that's so cool, I get to meet Peter Davison. It going amazing. And then I completely froze up when I met him. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure if I froze up meeting anybody actually. Other than you know, not not having the guts to go over and say hello to somebody, I've done that.
1: But in my defence, I was ten, but yes. uh, or 11 or 12, or 12 or who knows, I was young, uh, and I yeah. was just like, "My name's Razor. <laughs> I love your work. <laughs> he's like, um, Thanks. But he signed a picture for me, so that was nice. I've seen him. Some, I've seen him since at other conventions, and he he does he carries a bit of a grumpy old man demeanour about him. <laughs> Um, but That's but my dad my dad really likes him. My dad has a lot. My dad chatted to him for ages, my dad has some photos of him. Um, he's a he's a really nice chap. I think I think the, my favourite person I ever met at a convention was Amber Benson. Not familiar who, with the name. But educate she me. She played Tara in Buffy. She was Willow's girlfriend. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, and she was so friendly and very huggy. Um, and it was just lovely to, to chat with her. She was really nice. Um, and Hannah Speed, it's also one of the nicest pe- people I've ever met as well. Uh, nice. She takes a she she took a, a healthy interest in what we were doing with Cops and Monsters, so that was nice. Very nice. Uh, I think
0: my favourites would be George Romero, who's pretty awesome to me. Nice. He's like legendary. That one. I pitched um, Lamb of the Dead to him. And nah. I have an awesome photograph of him with my little famous beanie lamby sheep. Um, which has met lots of famous people. So I, I had a bit of a problem. because there was nobody really queuing up for him you get I don't get it. You're in Birmingham. Giorgio Romero's over there. Why is he not a huge kid? Is it because um, is
1: it because he's behind the camera and people tend to go for people they can see on the on the screens? Is that maybe it is possible. Is that it is possible. Maybe. Um, um
0: and I met John Reese Davis. From like some of the Indiana Jones films from Lord, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, he was he was awesome. Sliders. A very, very chatty guy. Sliders. sliders. He did unfortunately sign a sliders picture for me. <laughs>
1: unfortunately. Um, because
0: well, they'll generally when you go to conventions they have about ten different photos that you can get. And because it was Lord of the Rings time, most of these photos were of him dressed up as Gimli. Mm. And you you don't look at Gimli and see John Reese Davis's face, really? Do you? Because it's all under the Gimli makeup. So I wanted a picture of John Reese Davis, and it just so happened that the one that the only one that he had of him was actually from Sliders. And um, so he signed it like pro- from Professor Max, whatever his character name was, because I never watched well, Sliders. So that it's fr- I've still got the photo, and it's still very cool. Um, but it's like, yeah, I don't watch Sliders. Um, <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Uh, but I've met John, a lot John, of
1: decent John, John Leeson, who was the voice of K9 in Doctor Who, signed a photo for me at a convention. Yes. Um, I will be uh, about, about 20. 25. <laughs> <laughs> I no, think he'd love loving tail wags, John. I think uh, that's is what did. And if you if you're if you're on my Facebook or Instagram, there is a photo of me in K9 from the Doctor Who experience last weekend.
0: I saw that one.
1: Yep. I want a remote control K9 but I might scare my rabbit, so maybe I won't. Um, maybe I won't. I love conventions. I just I love the community of conventions. I love everyone dresses up and everyone has a good time and it's generally a really nice place to be. And a lot of people talk about having convention dropouts so when you like the, the week after or the day after you just feel really down because you're no longer surrounded by those awesome people. Yeah,
0: and I suffered that from uh, when we did our first convention in Nottingham. It was like after that, it's like, oh. And then we did the one in London, and then after that, it was like, oh. But now I'm like, Wales, bring it on.
1: Yeah, I mean, because we got to do three this year, and I attended Collector Mania as a civilian as well. So technically, I did four conventions last year, and that's the most I've ever done. And that was just, you know, I'd, I'd broken up with my girlfriend in April, and I was feeling quite shitty about myself. Uh, and the conventions really did help. Yeah. Um, because I got to dress up as the doctor. Uh, I got to talk about Cops and Monsters, and we got to have a good laugh, and I got to meet Byrne Gorman, who's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. So nice. uh, I, I would definitely be... Unfortunately, we can't attend MCM London this year uh, no. due to personal things that we won't get into. Um, yeah. but, because they suck. But anyway, yeah, uh, Yes, don't put that in. <laughs> because don't, <laughs> don't put this bit in, Stuart, because they'll never give me my money back. No.
0: Um,
1: but <laughs> uh, we're doing Whale, Sci-Fi Wales. Sorry, I'm going to give you a better length than that. Uh, so this year we get to do Sci-Fi Wales in Condando with uh, Rob Dyer, or, which will be brilliant. And we get to do Cops of Monsters again. And I might do MCM Glasgow because it's closer to home. It yep. depends on how much it costs for a table, of course. Uh, and I will definitely be attending collect Romania again um because it's a fiver mate do you know what i mean it's a oh no, it's fiver a bargain isn't it um and and i just buy tickets on the day so yeah um and they're doing a bit of a thing with back to the future because it's back to the future's 30th anniversary this year
0: it is there was something on the official universal twitter yes. thing um yes and it is it likely that they're going to be doing something big this year, but nobody really knows what
1: it is yet? So that's well, getting quiet. Well, they've announced that they're going to do the musical. Yeah. Right. Dark. I've got to get back. In.
0: And Skype very wonderfully cut out there just as you started singing. So maybe it's your singing that's uh, possibly kicking the crap out of our internet connection.
1: Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yes, but, yeah, oh, I'm you're back. back. You're back.
1: So, the, so, the, so they're, doing a, they're doing a Back to the Future Monopoly. Did you
0: hear me? That we're doing a back I did. Back, 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 back to the Future Monopoly. And
1: yeah. they're also doing a, a miniature set of the hoverboards. Oh, okay. Um, not not the real hoverboards. Um, mm-hmm. But they are actually doing like a mini set of collectibles of the figures of the hoverboards. But, the, but, the, but, the, but those, as cool as those two things are and the musical, that doesn't feel worthy of their big announcement?
0: No. No. Big announcement should be all three films are being re-released at the cinema, all remastered, and you can watch them all in one big lump. I'd, I'd go for that. But they'll so I, 3D, I actually but saw they'll put, them all.
1: You're hoping yep. that it'll be, put them out, remastered, all shiny, all brilliant, 5.1 sound. I'm worried that they will do that, but they'll bring them out in 3D. Yeah. Well,
0: they won't get my ticket money.
1: three uh, So Someone said that uh, they're talking about bringing the ride back, but that doesn't benefit us because we don't live in America.
0: No, it's got to be something major, isn't it? Um, I'm hoping it's not a Back to the Future reboot. Sequel, Se- a sequel, prequel, reboot, sidequel, whatever.
1: Michael G. Fox could never do it. No. And and I love Back to the Future One. I recently rewatched it as part of my birthday celebrations. Um, Back to the Future Two is is the weakest of the lot. Still good though. Still good, but weak. Um, yep. And Back to the Future Three is just so much fun. Yeah. Uh,
0: best, best, and the most most emotional ending to a trilogy.
1: Uh, and the the Western take on the theme is brilliant. You know, bit of ZZ top really, on there. Really, really good. And and that story was, yep. Uh, that that that's a film that has a story that had a beginning a middle and an end and it should it should be left that way
0: it should so I'll be very curious to see what if anything uh Universal are gonna unveil massively self so it's dyingly possibly but well, they are making those Kisses. aren't they <laughs> they, are, they are gonna make them this year
1: Self. self self these and jackets that dry themselves yes. Um, exactly. And a Domino's pizza or Pizza Hut pizzas that you put in a little microwave and it comes out fully cooked in like sixty seconds.
0: I'd be fine with those. Yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with that.
1: Um, he, obviously you know all the story about how Crispin Glover didn't come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he sued them all for you and his likeness and all that, so that's why George McFly in the second one in the future is upside down, c- caked in makeup, so you can't recognise that it's a different actor.
0: And also dead in
1: the other timeline. Exactly, and he's dead in the other timeline. So um, that that's that that was interesting. But they replaced Jennifer and nobody blinked an eye.
0: They did. I didn't even notice when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm not like, that's a different Jennifer. Because she generally didn't back then, because you didn't have access to the film that much.
1: It's a pretty, Back to the Future, we all remember it as this fun family frolic film, but it's pretty dark at the start with the, the terrorists shooting Doc Brown.
0: It is, yeah. You wouldn't really get away with a PG certificate on that now.
1: And, It'd be like a 12, until, wouldn't it? And 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 they, they just completely forget about the terrorists at the end of the film. They crash into that little photo booth thing, but nothing happens. They don't. They're not dead. <laughs> like, so do, do they just give up? Oh well, we've changed our minds. We don't want revenge. We'll just I think so. We'll just go back. We'll just go back to our country and not try and blow anything up. It's just completely and utterly forgotten about. They just...
0: I think they I think they run off and chase Eric Stoltz. Yeah. <laughs> and forget about Michael J. Fox. It I is. think That's, probably where I'm there. Um, that's him.
1: They just they just completely forget about it. It's really interesting.
0: Yeah. Um. It's, uh, it's our, but easily one of the most perfect films. That's why we stuck it that's why I opted to stick it in the, the geek vault at the uh, number one. The first yeah. choice. Definitely has to be back to the future.
1: What else is on our list? I've decided to do
0: your homework for this
1: week. I want I, I
0: watched I've no idea what you watched cuz Skype's going again. Exi- oh, Skype is just going nuts. Um
1: I watched I watched Existence.
0: Mhm.
1: With Jennifer Jason Leigh, Jude Law, Ian Holm, and William the Forgot he was in it. Christopher
0: uh, Eccleston with an American accent.
1: Oh my god, so he yes. <laughs> um yes before doctor who it's 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 a bit of a mind of a film you know it, it
0: is david Cronenberg though who is the king of screwing around with people's minds
1: it's a game Let's within see. a game within a game um but definitely definitely sci-fi no doubt about that sir um mm-hmm. sci-fi fantasy and um do you remember how it ends, where the guy, the, the, the Chinese waiter says, "Are we still in the game?" And they just like, look at him, and then it just cuts to the credits.
0: <laughs> yep, that is that is Cronenberg. It's uh, it's very Matrixy in places, but not as accessible to everybody as the Matrix, obviously.
1: Yes, um,
0: it was out in a similar year. Yes. Well, the same.
1: Year. But I love Jude Law. I think he does very good work. Um, possibly not Don Hemingway, but uh, <laughs> but he does. <laughs> although richard e grant was superb um but yes uh what's my homework for next time then
0: oh homework is uh we need to get skype working i think that that Um, that that's that's really good homework but your homework can be it'll be an easy question for you be anything you choose but the film has got to be one of your most iconic films from your own childhood so something that you watched as a kid (sighs)
1: But that's Ghostbusters, and I watched uh, uh, And I, yeah, and I but, but I watched it on Monday.
0: <laughs> then you need to find another one that is Ghostbusters, uh, that is not Ghostbusters. So anything that just means something massive um, when you were a kid. All so
1: right. We'll go, for, okay. we'll go for
0: one each on that one, because I'll watch one as okay, well. Okay, that's fine.
1: I, I will tell you now. I'm going to go see Masters of the Universe. <laughs>
0: Okay, the Dolph Lundgren classic. I'm
1: seeing yep. that on the 15th, and I haven't watched it since I was a kid, uh, but I did have it in videotape, and I did watch it, and Courtney Cox is in it, just so you know. Yep. And I will be seeing that on the 15th of March as part of the Glasgow Comedy Festival. That's amazing. As Billy Kirkwood and Joe Heenan will be doing a live commentary over it. Wow.
0: Would you not like want them to shut up, though, because you want to watch the film? I mean, as funny as those guys are, you'd be like, seriously, I just want to watch a film here because it's Masters Universe.
1: Um, Well, I, I will still be watching it, so I think that will be my homework, and that will be on the 16th, um, unless I can find something else. If I think, if I think of some, something else, um, I'll, I'll have a scrimmage on Netflix uh, yeah. and Amazon Prime. Um, I'll be sad when my Amazon Prime membership runs out. It was an accidental membership. It was a uh, click here for your free trial and I forgot to cancel after 30 days. Uh-oh. It was one of those. So I was like, why is £79 come out of my bank? I don't, yeah, <gasps>
0: no way. Total, took, the, took the full total,
1: lump? Total, utter shock. Um, oh. So um, I have a reminder set in my calendar for June that <laughs> says remove, remove. Oh, hell yes. Take it, yep. remove. And so, um, but I was, um, for some reason, you, you won't understand this, Stuart, but I, I have quite the crush on Anna Kendrick. Um, okay, yep. Who played uh, Cinderella in Into the Woods, oh, yes. and she was in Scott Pilgrim. She plays Scott's sister, and she's yes. pop, she's all over the place. So I've got quite the wee crush on Miss Kendrick, and she's just really funny. Like follow her on Twitter, she's absolutely frigging hilarious. Um, but she is in a well-known film called Pitch Perfect, yes, uh, which is about yeah. an an a cappella competition, and I've and I've never seen it. And everybody was ranting and raving about it. And I couldn't find it on Netflix. I couldn't find it on demand. Nothing without having to pay. But I found it on uh, Netflix on Amazon Prime last night. Very nice. So I, I watched Pitch Perfect. And I have to say it was very enjoyable.
0: And not, there was a sequel is
1: coming out very, very soon. Coming out in May, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just because uh, they all wear uh, very nice clothing. Uh, it is The songs are really pretty good.
0: So what's that phrase of my um, homework is Pitch Perfect? A,
1: yeah, I'm right your right. homework yeah. is Pitch Perfect. <laughs> Great. and Ghostbusters 2. Your yeah. homework is Ghostbusters 2. There is nothing sci-fi, fantasy, geeky about uh, Pitch Perfect unless you want a tenuous link, which is Anna Kendrick versus Scott Pilgrim. There you go. That is your tenuous link. If you really want that to be your homework, uh, then your tenuous link is that. But <laughs> no, go, go watch Ghostbusters 2. Uh, anything else on our list for our podcast? Um, this, this, no, but we do need
0: you to install the number two on the geek um, chart. I know you sort of touched upon something early on, but whether you' up to to put that one straight in for number two, but it's your choice this week because I picked Back to the Future last week.
1: I've changed my mind because Inner Space is very clearly a geeky film, right? Because it's a it's a bit of a tribute to the Fantastic Voyage. Um, I'm going to install Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 (laughs) The Secret of the Ooze. The Secret of the Ooze. And (laughs) and, uh, Geeky Ball. The Secret of the Ooze. Because for for many, many reasons Uh, one it's got David Warner in it and David Warner is is brilliant Uh, and he popped up in Doctor Who uh, two years ago as a Russian scientist with Matt Smith on a, sub- on a Russian submarine. Uh, and so he, play- he plays a professor who helped create those that made the turtles the turtles. That's And, it, and it's just good fun. Um, uh, it's got lots of cool sci-fi elements because Donatello's always making his gadgets. Uh, they've got a cool lair, which is like an abandoned train station underground. Uh, and Vanilla Ice has a cameo.
0: <laughs> That's pretty much what the film's most famous for, isn't it? The vanilla go Ninja. Ice
1: commune, go, Ninja. Go. Go, Ninja. Yep. Go, Ninja. Go. Um, so, I am installing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Talks to the Secret of the Ooze and into the Geek database.
0: Fantastic. And uh, not quite up to the level of Back to the Future, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, sort of rounding up the episode in a couple of days I am off to appear in a werewolf film so it should be
1: fun. Are you playing a werewolf?
0: I am playing a werewolf cult member. Right, um, so you might what not means.
1: be getting hair no, hairy no, so. uh, and contact lenses and claws and stuff.
0: No, no, I don't, I don't think I think literally I'm just going to be uh, a member of a crowd propped up against a bar while some sort of werewolfy thing kicks off in this bar so it's 7 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday that I'm going to be on set and then I'll be done by 11 o'clock so it's a pretty fast shoot I think uh, due to the location obviously because it wants to open up and serve people proper booze Yes. Uh, so that's my Sunday so that'll be fun Um, I added that to my casting website stuff yesterday so that's another credit on there Good. Um, and definitely a geeky thing playing a werewolf cult member so that should be fun
1: um, I'm going to start writing a musical uh, really? called Captain Fantastic and the Crushing Reality of an Everyday Life. Okay. Uh, much in the vein of Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers, Rocky Horror kind of thing, uh, where uh, a struggling comic book artist uh, fantasises about being an intergalactic space pilot hero person called Captain Fantastic, uh, and he mixes everyday life with these fantasies. Uh, so I'm going to I've I've told a few people the idea and they they like it, so I really just need to start writing it now.
0: You do, you do. That's the hard part of the writing, isn't it? Thinking, right, now I need to actually do it. I'm not just going to think about what I'm going to do. I need to actually crack on with it.
1: Well, Grace Knight, who is a new friend of mine, who is a writer as well, uh, we went to see a play, a pint and a pie at Oramore yesterday, where for £10 you get a pint of beer or a pint of whatever a pint of vodka uh, a pie and you get to see an hour long play yep. uh, and they run them every week and we went along and I just turned to Grace and Grace was like well this will be good for you because it might help you it might stimulate you uh, yeah yeah I just I know it's a good idea I'm just worried it won't be any good and she goes of course it will be good because you'll just keep redrafting it till it's brilliant and I just love yeah. that I just love that advice yeah uh, and it's very actually, true
0: isn't it I mean who, whoever writes the first draft who writes the first draft and then thinks, right, well, that's that finished. No. You, you read back- it again, you're like, ooh, I need to change that bit. Uh,
1: if you go back and watch my earlier short films from about 2006, seven and eight, then that that did happen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, this is perfect. What? And I went back recently and went, oh, God. e eee. eee.
0: My first ever uh, script that I wrote in 1999. I did 14 drafts of that, and then just decided to just put it in a drawer because I knew that I would just keep going over it again and again and again. I keep meaning to dig it out, but I don't want to because I'll look
1: at it and go, "What the hell's this?" <laughs> and,
0: and I quite like the fact that in my head it's it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, best left best left where it is. So yeah, yep, that that's uh, have fun editing this. I will. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, I shall, think we've we
0: currently shall. got fourteen segments to uh, to
1: edit together. Do you, so. do you need if you do you need me to do any sort of links, or can you work around it?
0: Oh, I can always work around it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because if I could work. if I could help you out and like give you links, so if yeah, I nice. if I just get so if I just go and moving on.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. I've just done that, and then so people will be like, Fraser doesn't half use that phrase a lot How about, you know used it 14 times in one and episode.
1: Then, um, okay, so I'll give you another link. So, Stuart, what else <laughs> are we going to talk about now? <laughs>
0: there
1: we go. Uh, let's think yeah. let's think. Oh, no, 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 I'm going to link. I'm going to give you two more links. Um, really? I don't believe that's true. Uh, <laughs> what's going to be my last link? Um, uh, oh, yeah, okay. So uh, I heard, I heard a new slang yesterday. And the you, here's your link. So I had a new slang yesterday uh, in this play, and it was the slang for mental is chicken oriental. Wow. Use that as you will, sir. There, there's four was... links. There's four yeah, links.
0: I, I wouldn't even know where to use that last link. <laughs> <Who> <laughs> but you I gonna, shall give I shall give it a go.
1: Who are you going to call? Probably not us. Uh, no. so, uh Live Desk long and Gorman. Live long and prosper, Stuart. Um, you too, Fraser. Yep. Thank you. I, um, I am doing I am doing the Vulcan sign. You can't see it, but I am doing it. Um I can't see it. but yes, awesome. Uh, thanks uh, for listening, uh, everybody. I-